back to the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Want to remind you that 93.7 The Ticket is proud to be the official media sponsor of Campus Cash, the student marketplace mini mag. If you're a UNL college student, listen up. Get your free Campus Cash, the Student Marketplace Mini Mag, tonight at the Big Red Welcome. It started about an hour and a half ago. It goes until 8.30. The Mini Mag includes tons of great discounts from all of your favorite spots in Lincoln, like Qdoba, Alumni Hall, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Amigos, Juice Stop, and more. All you have got to do is grab a free Campus Cash, the Student Marketplace Mini Mag, tonight at the Big Red Welcome, or at the dorms, the Union, or other places on campus. If you're not a UNL student, you can still get discounts through the free Campus Cash app available on iPhone and Android. And this is the finish line on 93.7 The Ticket. It is sponsored by Eagle Raceway. Celebrating six decades of speed just 15 minutes east of Lincoln, head out to the track every weekend for IMCA racing and family-friendly dirt track action. Find the full schedule of events online at eagleraceway.com. Eagle Raceway, America's home track. We are joined on the finish line tonight by the driver of the Toyota Racing Development Mobile One Number Seventy One for Keith Coons Motorsports, Jade Avedisian. Jade, we just got done hearing about how you wound up with with Chad Boat. Um, then, I'm assuming you got a phone call from from Keith Coons or someone within his organization. How did that come about for you to be able to drive for kind of one of the premier top of the line, the top of the line owner in midget racing? Yeah, yeah, I can't really say exactly, but um, it just kind of happened. You know, we had a good chili bowl, and I think that really helped to kind of get pushed into this ride this year. And um, I just can't thank everyone at Toyota to put me in this spot with Mobile One and uh, to drive the 71. You know, we have Jared as my crew chief and uh, Keith Pete, uh, Caleb Tanner. They just do a fantastic job. So, uh, you know, the day I kind of realized and uh, got told that I was going to drive in the 71 for Keith Coons Motorsports. I was like, geez, this is like kind of a dream come true. Um, and then just to, you know, have so many races this year with, like I was saying, with uh, two full schedules is just also really cool. So you're running for a championship with the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. How does, is there any conflicts with the USAC schedule to where you had to pick or choose what series to drive with, or did it actually work out to where you could do both? for all races yeah it worked out perfect yeah uh they the two people like the two series work together so they didn't they don't have one overlapping weekend so uh anybody can run for both championships and i think that's also really cool as well um with that series you're in a points battle and like coming up this week, you've got another big show. You guys are going to wind up being a support class. I want to ask you a question in a bit about uh, being a support class versus being the headline class. But uh, you're going to be the support class for the World of Outlaw Late Models at Davenport Speedway. It's the Quad Cities 150. Big, big race for them. But you guys just did the Ironman 55 down in Peevely, uh, where you were the support class and put on one hell of a show. Uh, there, I'm sure there were people that went to that, had never seen that the Outlaw Midgets on dirt, or other than maybe watched them at the Chili Bowl, and they're like, oh, <laughs> this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, with the points battle with Cannon McIntosh, do you go into every night of racing thinking, you know what, I'm going to try to win this no matter what, or do you have to pull the reins back and remind yourself throughout the night, hey, we are racing for a championship. 
the big trophy at the end is what I need. It's what I want. It's what our team deserves. How, how do you go through that mindset going into those those nights, especially a big weekend like this one coming up? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of both. Uh, obviously, you need to win as much as you can to try to get the points lead and uh, keep it. And obviously, uh, then you can't take yourself out trying to go for wins at the same time. Um, you know, for a while, we were we started off the season really strong uh, with the four and then a one at the coin and then uh, had a few rough weeks and then we were 180 points out. <laughs> um, and at that point, I was like, oh, gosh, like, this might be over, but then I was like, it's probably not over till it's over. And then we've obviously had a really good last two months, uh, winning three times. So that kind of get us back in the points championship. And um, like those two months, I think we we're really, really pushing for wins. And then uh, just since like since then and going on to this weekend, um, I think we sh- still should go with the same intensity to win. Um, but just kind of don't put myself in a bad situation to DNF. Um, I think that's the main thing right now. Uh, we can go for wins, but we just cannot be DNFing. And uh, DNFing just is not going to be good for the points. Um, and if something happens, if you're leading and you flip or something and you need to go to the work area, you just need to try to get back out there. And if you can salvage a 10th or whatever, it's better than a DNF. So uh, just try to salvage. If you you know can't win or if something happens, just try to salvage your night as best you can. I, I want to follow up on something that you said. You said we were 180 points out probably three months ago. My question for you is what changed? You, you guys obviously had the great last couple of months, but is there any one thing in particular or a night, a, a heat race, uh, qualifying, something that changed where you went, oh, where the whole team went, okay, we're right. We're on the right track now. Yeah, it was kind of like flip the switch. Um, since midget week, I think – uh, just kind of everything's been clicking. I think I've been doing a lot better job, just the amount of stuff I've learned and uh, how to race better. And then obviously me and Jared have been clicking really good lately. So I think it's just kind of we were all, we were all, all on on the beginning of the year and then we kind of died down from just mistakes on my part and uh, maybe not getting me so comfortable just so we're clicking at, you know, 110% every single night. So um, I think, you know, the first night we really clicked on was Jefferson County and um, I think it was just a combination of things. You know, like I said, me and Jarrett clicking, uh, me getting, you know, half the season in, just kind of learning and just trying to do the best I can. And um, I think Midget Week was a really, really big part of just a learning curve. You know, we had 10 days there, so uh, and 10 days back-to-back. So the amount of stuff I learned from there, uh, I'll take in for, you know, the rest of the season. So um, I think since Jefferson, just kind of everything's been going smooth. And um, obviously after Jefferson, you know, we had the three wins and then, uh, we've been super consistent since then. You know, we had a, a decent power high speed or not a power high speed week, a PA speed week. Um, you know, the first night we were leading in a, a mistake on my part and DNF. So, uh, like I said, just can't have that stuff kind of happen. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this weekend. So hopefully we can get in the winner's circle again. So it's great to know Nebraska is part of your uh, turning the corner there, Jefferson County. So we're just going to take that win for Nebraska here. Uh, I think uh, when you're talking about learning, obviously you're always learning. Even even the people that have been driving forever uh, are learning. But without giving away too much, how do you approach uh, the races and strategy? You obviously, you're a great driver. You obviously are fearless. We love some of the amazing uh, passes and sliders you've had just in the last few weeks uh, watching that happen. How do you how do you approach that from a 
strategic standpoint, making a, a choice. And in one, I guess in one race, you ran a diamond line versus, you know, running the regular line. Like just walk us through what goes on inside of your head without giving away your secrets. Uh, yeah, there's not much strategy. I think I've been just using my weeks uh, very, very helpful and very productive. Um, you know, Sunday we get home and I just try to, you know, look back at the weekend and see what I could do better. And um, and then, you know, Monday to Thursday, usually we leave Friday, uh, just kind of, you know, figure out where we're racing, uh, watch as many videos as I can uh, from prior years. You know, a lot of the tracks we've been going to, the midgets have been to. So um, that's definitely helped something to watch. And um, I don't know, I think just kind of using my weeks uh, wisely and uh, just getting to watch a lot of film and then obviously being in the race car every single weekend uh, definitely does not hurt. So I think just kind of all right now is just kind of clicking. I think that's great. We we obviously do sports for uh, the town of Lincoln and Nebraska. So we're covering football, all the standard sports. You know, everybody watches film. So very interesting to hear you say you watch film because I think that's what the elite athletes definitely do and the coaches. Um, when you think about the upcoming tracks, besides preparing, do you have a physical training regimen? Uh, you know, I worked with the Formula One folks. They have a pretty serious training regimen that NASCAR drivers do too. What do you do to get ready physically for some of this? Because this, this is a, it can beat you up, right? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, uh, that's kind of the reason, some of the reason I moved to Mooresville, North Carolina. Uh, Toyota has this place called TPC, which is the Toyota Performance Center. And uh, you know, they have everything you need from nutritionists, from workouts, just to anything you need, like I said. So, uh, you know, we go there every day we can, uh, every day we can, minus we're not racing. Uh, so we work out. So like tomorrow I'll go in there uh, at 7 a.m. and work out and just uh, get ready for the weekend. Now, one of the things that goes along with a, a hefty schedule of running 100 races possibly this year uh, is, is going to be wheels touch walls get in the way and the tar car goes for a tumble um what was it like the very first time you were in a race car and it got upside down do you remember it uh yeah so i think this was like a long time ago this was back in quarter midgets um it was i think in my second race and um i'm not sure exactly what happened i just know i ended up in the wall and my hand got stuck in the steering wheel and it got it spun around and I was like, oh, I think I broke my thumb or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think it just takes one, you know, decent flip to kind of get the feeling of it. Um, and then since then, you, you're OK. I know it, it is part of the sport and, and the safety that goes into uh, the chassis is insane. Uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Eagle Chassis, Mike Boston, I've been down to his shop and he's walked me through where he puts welds, where he puts bars to ensure safety. And he talks about some accidents where things didn't turn out well and why they didn't, which is why he has made design changes to those chassis. I want to give you an opportunity because you guys all wind up, no matter what level you're at, you're going to go through some tumbles. You guys always walk away safely for the most part. Who is your chassis builder? Uh, and, and give them some props because I know you've had some some pretty scary tumbles here uh, just in the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now for Keith Coons, we're with Link Chassis, and uh, they've been really great. Uh, you know, we've taken some pretty dang hard hits and you know luckily everyone's been able to walk away from myself to my teammates and uh just the chassis in general is you know they have to keep up uh, especially if you go cage first into a wall uh you know they need to stay intact and whatnot and um i think that is obviously a huge part and having good seats and 
my ride helmet's really good and just uh, my K1 race suits and just kind of everything uh, to get, make sure I'm safe. What's the camaraderie like uh, for you? So there's a few other uh, women drivers in the series and sprints and so on. Do you have a network uh, with them or are you just friends with people in the in the current series you're running in or how do how do you work that or do you stay alone what what kind of uh, camaraderie do you have with your teammates yeah i think just my teammates in general i think we're all super close um taylor reimer she she's on my team uh, my teammate for keith Goons motorsports and uh she moved to morseville the same time i did so uh, it's kind of perfect you know we're here all week we do the same stuff almost every day at tpc uh we travel together uh so me and her have been you know become close friends and um i think there's obviously a lot of you know girls coming into the sport which i think is also uh very cool so uh just keep coming more of us and i think it's cool yeah i got kaylee bryson and maria Edie and Haley deegan uh, up running with uh, the xfinity series now or trucks one of the two uh but yeah a lot of successful young ladies uh that are that are making the jump all the way through the ranks in motorsports uh i'm kind of curious you've driven race cars since you were like seven um what is your daily driver do you have one yeah so i have a truck so a toyota tacoma truck okay so i i gotta ask if if you had a dream car on the street what would it be anything is available whether it's a, a, a toyota tundra whether it's a bugatti which just happens to be mine what 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 is your dream car uh so if i had to if if i had a, so i have two kind of so if i had okay. a truck i would get the toyota tacoma or no to or toyota tundra sorry the big one tundra. and then if i had to get a car i think i would get the lamborghini urus nice <laughs> so do you have any aspirations to uh run some interesting tracks that aren't dirt tracks uh, the nascar was at watkins Glen, which is a track i've actually been on and it probably is my favorite track of all the ones i've been on so do you have favorite tracks whether they're dirt tracks or others that you wish you would go on one of these days yeah absolutely i think uh the one you were saying today uh watkins Glen, that place looked really That's fun amazing. um you know i've never done much road course racing uh you know the only road course racing i've done was go-kart stuff and that's in mooresville at track house so with toyota so i think that would be you know a lot different from you know what i'm used to and um i think you know martinsville looks also really cool uh north wheelsboro looks cool just because it's like a super special race and um, to be honest, I think I'm going to say every track's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <If I'm being laughs> honest. That's what I get whenever I ask racers that. They're like, no, I, I don't really have a favorite. But uh, because they were at Watkins Glen this weekend, I was thinking about it. And I was just talking to some of the guys here at the university that are doing sim racing, video r- track racing. You and I talked about that a little bit. But Watkins Glen is very special to me because uh, we managed to get Tony Stewart and Lewis Hamilton to switch cars and run at Watkins Glen. Um, and, and they they are only used to running the circle track. They don't run the boot. So if you get up to Watkins Glen, make sure you run the boot because that's what we do with the car clubs, which is when I had to get on track. So anyway, it's definitely a fun track, but it's hard to pick. If you like racing, you like racing. So what is it about racing that you that you love when you so you're three years old, then you're four years old, five years old, you're still racing at that age. What was it that you were falling in love with? I think just kind of everything. It's hard to pick. I think, you know, the adrenaline and 
just like this is kind of hard to explain, but you know, you put so much hard work into it and so much hours into a sport. And, uh, you know, when you finally get to win or if you hit a milestone in your, like your racing career, um, I think it's just like so rewarding. And I, it's hard to explain uh, the feeling like uh, winning, uh, but I just think it's just overall just really cool. And uh, not even the racing part of it, just the fans, just like the whole thing I just love. Yeah. I want to go back to some favorite tracks because I, I had an opportunity to go to the Knoxville Nationals last weekend, and I've been to Knoxville many times, just never to the Nationals for the event. And uh, the the atmosphere, I mean, you can't explain it. It's kind of what you had alluded to walking into the Tulsa Expo Center. I'm like, oh, I've been here a bunch of times, and I walk in, and it's a lot different for that event. Have you ever had an opportunity to run Knoxville at all with the Midgets? Uh, and another track that I would think, would think that you would absolutely love and want to run uh, would be Eldora. Either one of those two tracks ever going to be on your schedule that, or have they been on your schedule or would you ever want to run them? Yeah. So Knoxville, the midgets don't go there, but this year I'm actually really looking forward to it. We're going to run the four crown uh, at Eldora and the midgets. So nice. I think it's September 22nd, 23rd. So um, it's obviously a huge track for a midget, but uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know, I've been to Lawrenceburg this year, and we ran really good, and uh, it's one of my favorite tracks. So I'm looking forward to it, and it should be pretty fun. All righty. We're going to go ahead and step aside for our last break, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show with Jade Avedizi, and this is The Finish Line on 93.7 The Ticket.